welcome to the Hashtag Racing Family Show. Although there's no more hashtag, we actually dropped that. Did you notice? Steve Brinstead, Christopher Wheeler. Wheeler, you're here right away! What? Come on. Can't be. My guy, Jeremiah Morrill, Jamie Carr, got your DM. Great idea, by the way. Hello. Allie, how you doing? Alexander Kariba, no way. Alex Williams. Uh, Lawrence Cunningham. Josh Day. Let's see, who else? Uh, Luis Salinas. Hey, Luis. Nicole, Kyle. Uh, Vincent, how you doing, Vincent? Bernard. Wow, you're an early, early, early. Uh, Dex. Oh, my good lord. Uh, hey, David. <laughs> how you doing? Uh, Wheeler, come on. Unmute yourself. Uh, say hello to everybody here in our little show brought to us oh. by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and Discount Tire. And TorontoMotorsports.com. See, I knew you'd pick that up because you're a professional on the MIC. Something like that. How are you, Marshall? I'm good. You sound like you are in a small room. I'm just sitting here on speakerphone. Oh, okay. Well, welcome. Tell How are you? stories. I'm good. Did oh, you recover from your super butt-kicking red eye? Yeah, it wasn't so bad. Okay. I mean, it wasn't. Great by any means, but um, you know, we landed, I don't know, 5.30 or something like that. Uh, tell you what, I felt bad for the thousands of people at the Indianapolis International Airport um, when I uh, when we got off the plane. I'll tell you that because um, there were, I don't know, if you've been to Indianapolis International, when you're, when you're standing in the, the main courtyard there, both A and B gates had lines out to the middle. And then out towards the doors, past the information booths, and then out to the outer windows of the of the building, back to the inside um, where the information booths were, and then out to the doors by the escalators. For what reason? I it just that's how long the lines were. No idea why. Oh no. And so uh, we got off the plane, got some Starbucks, had a little strawberry refresher, and um, yeah. That was it, man. It was good. Well, exciting stuff there. Uh, I, in theory, should be traipsing through that airport in 27 hours. So, woohoo! There we go. Uh, we might have a guest or two tonight. No need to say who they might be, uh, because if they don't show up, then we will have told you falsehoods. And we don't want to do that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I just sent the links to the two drivers who said they might join in, but nonetheless, oh boy! Well, we did not have a drama-filled Long Beach Grand Prix until s- well, yeah, the race itself. Eh, you know, good race, not the most exciting thing ever. Only one real, real crash slash caution period. I realize that there are two cautions, but the first one was just for Elio having some uh, self-instigated problems. But we only had one real caution for some RG of the bargy. Um And other than that, our guy Kirk Kirkwood, also known as Emo Kirk, 
uh, put the smackdown on people and admitted to me and Maddie Brabham after the race. It's actually kind of easy, <laughs> which drivers kind of never admit, but uh, good on him for doing that. But the race in and of itself, my dear co-host, fairly straightforward. Only one real question mark on the Pato versus Dixon uh, pass and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We can talk about that if folks want to, but um, in theory, from the green flag to the checkered flag, nothing that was crazy remarkable that was going to make ESPN or whatever else for, you know, the highlight reel of, oh my gosh, did you see all that went down in the LBC? That was all reserved for after the race. I don't know if I can recall such a, a huge gap, brother, between the race being good, but nothing remarkable to, oh, there was a whole explosion of stuff afterwards that honestly still kind of blows my mind. Well, we'll get to that part. So let's talk Dixon Pato. I think race control got it right. Um, I think it was close enough to a racing incident. It sucks. Look, never want to see it happen. Um, was it late on Paddle's behalf? Probably. Did he get up there? Yes. I think, I'm not going to say Dixon got spooked because I never talked to him. I don't know. But I think the the type of incident that gets a penalty is, think about Paddle's next um, issue in turn five when he spun. Now, if he would have gotten to the back of who I believe was Kirkwood at the time, dives, dove under Erickson, right? And I think he just got to almost almost got to the right rear of, of Kirkwood. Now, if you're going to dive in and hit, if he hits Kirkwood there, he surely gets a penalty for it. He misses him. You know, do I want to see Scott Dixon get sent off? Never. Um, Cause Scott doesn't race anybody like that. Um, do I think Paddle went in the corner intentionally doing it? No, because I've worked with the kid and I know he doesn't do anything like that. So um, yeah, I mean, it's disappointing, right? I think we saw, well, let's be honest. For the first time this year, we saw Paddle Award not running in the top three comfortably. Um, did he think he had a better car than where he was? Was he was he getting desperate to try and get track position in an opportune time, knowing how hard it is as the tire stint goes on? Maybe. But either way, you know, I, I didn't see it. Com- move it move it a foot backward, Marshall. If Paddle makes contact with Dixon one foot further back on the car, it could be a different story from race control. Yeah, two two things to note here. Pato was the Kyle Kirkwood of Friday afternoon and Saturday morning. The guy had everybody covered with ease. That ease went away in qualifying, and he still qualified sixth. Not bad, but clearly the magic they rolled off the trailer with, held on to Saturday morning, lost some of that in qualifying. He didn't have far to go to get to the front, but it also became evident early in the race. Didn't have it. Wasn't there. If he was going to make up whatever number of positions, it was going to be through hard effort and maybe a little bit of prayer. Clearly did not have the, I'm going to chase down and pass Newgarden, chase down and pass Kirkwood, and off I go. So it was evident to those observing outside of the cars that, okay, 
this is going to require some some special special effort on his part. So knowing that he's driving at or beyond a hundred percent to try and compensate for what the car wasn't doing, his passing attempt on Dixon fit that theme. But again, Scott Dixon doesn't know these things. He's busy driving. Other drivers are again busy in their own worlds. They don't necessarily know exactly where Pato's at in his head, or nor have they necessarily put together the full arc of his weekend leading into that uh, green flag on Sunday. I so, am I'm fine with the non-call. I, I have no issue to take with Kyle Novak and the stewards and IndyCar race control. The only issue that I take here is with Pato. And for this reason, he came from far back enough and late enough to where he placed himself and Dixon in jeopardy. Now, again, you can do that, right? You're, it's, it's legal to do that in IndyCar and a lot of other series. What he did, there was nothing, there was no breach of the rules. Etiquette breach? A little bit, but again, etiquette's kind of a individual taste thing, right? There's no way you can formalize that and say, you were right to have tried this or wrong to have tried this. But what I didn't care for here at this early stage of the race, when it was fairly evident they were not on for victory, it was a late and long-distance lunge down the inside, and for it to have worked cleanly for himself, and in this case, Dixon, but whomever it was. I mean, to me, I don't really, I have no interest in whomever it was he was trying to get past. What he chose to do is very much a Pato move. So I don't think he did anything out of character here. If other drivers have been around him long enough, you know, if this kid sees a gap, he's going for it. So again, I don't take issue with this so much because it's very much a Pato type move. The part that I'm not loving falls into the Pato race car driver maturity category. What he did there, coming as late as he did, and from far away as he was, meant that he had to hope Dixon would see him, recognize this late lunge, and then make a microsecond adjustment on the steering wheel to provide a little bit more room for the two of them to get through cleanly. We know that that didn't exactly happen, right? Dixon's car wasn't vastly damaged. We know that he was slowed and, you know, his race was interrupted. But this wasn't some big egregious thing where Dixon got chucked into the wall and race was over right there on the spot. But the thing that sticks with me, Chris, here, which I'm like, oh, come on, son. If you're really going to be a championship contender, I'd hope these things were out of your blood by now. It's the, I see a gap. It's far away but i think i can do it and you run the odds in your brain you run the numbers and go oh this is unfavorable because if he doesn't see me this could end up badly for the two of us and my day could really be ruined it's that kind of thing where you go this wasn't on lap 85 brother <laughs> for yeah. the win or second or you know this was a lap 20 whatever it was where you go making those moves 
where you need the other person to see you and help you for it to not be a crash, that's not what I want to see from you at this stage of your career. Those kinds of things should be cleaned up uh, and, again, reserved for a, a last lap type dash where it's going to change the outcome of your season. That's the only part that disappointed me. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I get it, and I think I saw a lot of parts of the race where, especially on, you know, um, early in a stint or that, you know, start and that, that initial restart, like there's different ways to play this game, right? There's guys that are going to take the green flag and they're just going to hold court because the, the tire fall off on the second half of the tire stint. If you're on the alternate tire was great enough that you could be taken advantage of, or if you can just hang out with your primary tires and just, again, hold court, if you get an opportunity, take it, but you're not really going 10 cents because you're going to go for this big overcut that's your whole, it's in your whole strategy. That's one thing. Then you have these other characters that their whole mindset is I'm going to go through as many cars as I can and then defend like hell on the second half of the tire stint. Like I'm going to use it all up right now. And at, look at Barber, it's going to be the same thing. And that's the, that is a result of how we race. Right. I, I wish 100 percent that these races could be made and the fuel capacity can be changed. And I don't know the math on it. I don't know the, the decisions on it, nor do I really care. I wish that these were just flat out races. Right. Like you had the ability to just run 10 tenths the entire time. But that's just not the formula that we have. And so. That stuff plays out at Barber and it plays out differently than it does at Long Beach. But with track position being such a key, you're going to see people doing things like that. I agree. I Look, after Pato took two seconds in a row to start the season and had his head up high, I thought, wow, this kid, if he keeps, if he doesn't get into a jam, if he doesn't have any more than one bad race at a time and no more than three bad races in a year, and when I say bad, I mean still finished, but not in the top five, um, this could be his thing. Well, that was strike one. Can he recover from it now and go to Barber? and catch his breath as the reigning race winner and put himself in a better spot. These are the questions of our lives. Yeah, I mean, look, the kid's gone from leading the championship, plummeting. He's P2. I mean, again, I realized 17th place at Long Beach wasn't exactly what he wanted. He's 15 points back from Erickson now. By no means. End of any kind of world. Hey, I just... Headed to Barber. I just, He's quick. I need to look before I open my mouth. So hold on. Let me look at something. You, you talk for a second. Hold on. Oh, thank you. Uh, sitting there four points ahead of Alex Pillow. So, bottom line, not Pato's finest work. Hopefully, maybe this was a lapse, right? Uh, he fell off the championship winning wagon for one race but he'll get back to being on top of his game but this is not something that will affect him for the rest of the season or limit his abilities to win the championship uh unless again this keeps happening uh more frequently than it should so i just want to take a look at the rookie standings right now and the fact that my little homie little marcus armstrong is leading the rookie points after missing texas Marshall, is it possible for this kid to be Rookie of the Year missing four races? Uh, I thought it was five. 
uh, whatever. Sorry, there's a doubleheader in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was my pick for rookie of the year to start the year. So I have no doubt. I'm also excited to say that Thursday at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, I'm going to grab uh, the little cherubic hey, Kiwi. Hey, we, we just asked him to come with him. you. He's, he's small. I don't want you to grab him. I don't want you well, to hurt him. I will. Uh, I'm going to grab the little cherubic Kiwi and drag him down to turn one. And I think he's going to make it up to the spotter stand and probably see you. But first, he's going to come with me at ground level and look at cars blasting towards his face at 240 miles an hour. Are you going to take him to the sneaky spot? Well, I'm not sure if I know what that is, but uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you in private. We can't let we can't let everybody know how great it is. Okay. Well, having been all around everywhere there, it's all pretty amazing, but it's also pretty scary. So we're going to find out very quickly if he wants to really and truly expand his future IndyCar endeavors to every single round and doing ovals. But I'm sure he will. But if he's crying in a puddle and retires right there, you can blame me. I will. I'll be disgusted with you. So let's talk about Long Beach Traditions real quick. Obviously, it's uh, my hometown. It's where I was born. I got to go uh, to Mahi and Seal Beach on PCH and have the best blocking swordfish this world has ever seen. See some family. It was great. But, Marshall, is there anything that you do specifically, like at certain tracks, you're like, oh, this place, I always have to get a blank. Or this place, I've always loved to go have this drink or this meal item from this vendor. Absolutely. Uh, And I am somewhat proud to say that I have shed many of those traditions because uh, I'm trying to be uh, less of a man, a smaller person, and uh, part of my uh, swelling, unfortunately, came from going to too many of those places, like the mug and bun, for example. Um, well, that's yeah. just gross, but I, I get it. Well, but, you know, turned on to it by our, our man, Robin Miller. Um, I get it. So, yeah, that. Uh, Roscoe's is usually uh, on the list of visits uh, while at Long Beach. I know a lot of folks who come into the event make a beeline for In-N-Out Burger. If you're from here, then that's not really a thing because they're everywhere, so it's not particularly special. But, um, yeah, that that's it. Uh, in terms of other non-culinary traditions, uh, I fly into Orange County, good old SNA, and go straight to see... The Gurney family, that's been tradition for many years. So rather than flying into LAX or Long Beach, flying farther east, the uh, All-American Racers concern is based in Santa Ana, California, so just right there. So did that last Wednesday and spent probably three to four hours there with Kathy Wida, Justin Gurney, a friend of many, uh, Bones Malone, Piggy Malone uh, was there. Didn't see Alex Gurney, but uh, just spent a lot of time there. Been doing a, a little bit of a video project with Justin for four years now, so we caught up on that. And also, uh, right after that, ended up missing the 100 Days to Indy premiere, which I wasn't particularly bothered by, but drove from Santa Ana about an hour 15 west to Torrance, California, and caught up with my old pal, motor racing artist, Nick Hunziker, and captured video and podcasts and all kinds of fun there. 
um, and then drove back and it rained. And then when I got back to the hotel, worked on a variety of things, and then also had been sent the screener link to 100 Days to Indie for the debut episode and watched that. And yeah, so those are traditions and a little bit of a non sequitur there. Well, mine is more track based. Now, obviously, like I said, I go to my cousin every time at Mahi and Seal Beach, but the best churros in the world come from Southern <laughs> California. Not, not, not south of the border, but in Long Beach, that's that's pretty amazing, dude. And I had I had one, maybe two a day. That's track. Wow. Well, no wonder you were smiling frequently. Although I think I only saw you once, maybe. Dude, two. I know you're like, hey, I got all this cool stuff for you. I'll bring it to you, and then you, you you vanished. I've done that multiple times this year and failed to get it to you. So. I'm just going to keep it in my bag because I'm legitimately home for about 36 hours. Hey, I'm going to see you in a couple days. Well, unless I hide from you yet again. But speaking of somebody we cannot hide from, why? He's a ginger. It's impossible. Hey, I almost... They will steal your soul. I think I owe him a Venmo right now. So don't don't press his buttons too much. Chris has said he's going to... Well, I don't know what you're Venmoing me for. I'm buying his jet ski. <laughs> what? I just keep forgetting about it. Marshall, my jet ski is a 1997 Yamaha Wave Runner. It's awesome. It's it's so dope. It's very cool. I don't know. Wheeler, how, how do you not have a house or apartment, but you're about to have a jet ski? <laughs> uh, because Jacob, look- Jacob, intervention time. Just say no. Jacob, I mean- don't say no. We gotta get him no, on straight and narrow. John here. Bruner has been so mad at me because this thing's just been sitting in the back of our shop for like a year and a half. And I think John would pay to have Chris take it. Oh, that's a good angle. I'll try that tomorrow. <laughs> well, tell Marshall about our prank we were gonna do. Which one? With Taylor. Oh man, you're gonna have to refresh my memory because I forgot. You said we we're you said it was gonna go at Taylor's house and you're gonna paint it pink. Oh, yeah, no, we were going to wrap it in, like, high-vis neon pink and then go p- put it on Taylor's dock. As, like, a baby shower gift or something. No, just like, hey, everybody, look at me. I've got a pink jet ski. Is he going to have another kid soon? Maybe we could, like, blow it up in his backyard and have, like, blue or pink come out of it. No, we're not blowing it up. We're, uh, we're using it. <laughs> yeah, see, he's got... if you were, like, an actual good friend... You would do it in the matching pink that our guy Kyle Kirkwood, a.k.a. Kirkwood, Kirk Kirkwood, a.k.a. Emo Kirk, just used to drive into Victory Lane. That would well, be here's, his here's gift. The, here's uh, the deal on the jet ski, folks. 25-year-old jet ski wrapped Here, in his AutoNation pink. Here's the deal on the jet ski. Anybody that wants to sponsor the jet ski, you can sponsor it with the short cost of whatever it is to wrap it. Just, just throwing it out there, Marshall. Your face could be on... My jet ski. Mm. Mm. <laughs> can I pay? Okay, here's what I would do. I- I'll sponsor it as long as I can have someone paint your face on your seat. So every time you ride it, you sit <laughs> on your... Okay, never mind. Sorry. Uh, we kind of went off the rails here a little bit. Uh, hey, Jacob Abel, um, how are things in your world? Uh, it seems like it was forever ago where you were 
kicking ass in podiuming yourself at St. Petersburg in the good old Indy NXT series. Does it feel, I know there's some testing, but does it feel like it's been forever since you last got to play with a race car? Yeah, it does. And it kind of sucks because we did really well. And I would have loved it if we raced the next like three weekends in a row after that, but kind of took the air out of our sails, kites, whatever that analogy is. Um, but yeah, I think I'm excited to get back to Barber. Our season really starts, you know, at Barber and then doesn't really stop until the end. So yeah, I'm excited to, to get going. I mean, there's only so much you can do going to the gym and watching on boards and playing golf. So <laughs> it'd be nice to, to get back into the swing of everything. Now, to, to be fair, there's no such thing as playing too much golf. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, you'd think, you'd think, you know, we'd be a little bit better by now, but. We don't, we don't play golf because we're good at it, Jake. We play golf because we enjoy it. <laughs> um, right, right. What, what, but what are some of the projects that a team, obviously, like we know that there's the mega teams, right, in the, in the, in the NXT or whatever series. But what does a team the size of Able Motorsports do in this downtime, right, just to kind of keep, keep making the program better? Oh, man. I mean, we've been trying to, you know, even expand more and more. Um, you know, we do have a third car at the Indy test. We had three cars there. Um, so, yeah, just kind of trying to work on everything and just make sure, you know, you know, we're ready for for Barbara when it comes. So are you guys you guys are done with testing now up up until Barber. What about any sim time? Has that been anything that's been able to pop up for you? Yeah, I don't do as much of it as I would like. I'm actually about to move um and get a nice big sim and use that a lot more um all my stuff's kind of been out of date recently but yeah i'm I'm excited for that just to i don't know i think there's some benefit in it i've been kind of against it for the past few years because of i don't know i just thought maybe the equipment was a bit out of date and that's why i didn't really get much out of it but i think everything has kind of advanced a lot now to where it can you know maybe kind of help yeah. Hey, we got a, a buddy of ours who I asked to join us because I told him, you know, social media has not been very nice to you since Sunday. Why don't you come here where you've been many times before, Callum Ilot, and just let us love on you a little bit. Yeah, you, to which he said, I am all about love. You, Let's make it happen. You can give me some love. Um you said I have a free pass to be negative, so no one's allowed to complain about that. But I'm not going to be negative. I'm, I'm <laughs> positive. You are. You sound like you're in the bathroom, by the way. How's that going? Huh? <laughs> There's a, a big echo, and I thought I heard water splashing or, or something splashing. No, I'm laying down on my sofa. Okay. I'm Fair very enough. relaxed listening to you people talk about simulators. Uh. That's very kind. Hey, Jacob, real quickly. Um, uh, might are I you see... gonna are you gonna kick me out now because there's a better no, driver here? No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, like I said, I don't want you to steal my soul or, or whatever you gingers do. Um, hey, might I see uh, some some people uh, with Abel shirts on here? Uh, not maybe later in the week when I get to Indianapolis, or is this You'll like see me. news? Okay, hang out? <laughs> well. I would. Uh, would I get to hang out with you? I don't know. On pit I know that's you, man. Where some things are going on, maybe. And is that something that might ever become public? I, I know I shouldn't be asking these things. But Marshall, I show. don't know what you're talking about. I'm you just don't. looking forward to Barbara. 
Oh, there we go. Barber. <laughs> uh, located in Speedway, Indiana. I, I love, love this kid. I love this kid so I much. Did. He's the best. Uh, but speaking of the best, Callum Eilat. Did not have the best Sunday. No. But we're going to be sure that you go to bed tonight thinking, Tuesdays after Long Beach, they're mighty fine. How you doing, man? Are you, you feeling beaten up and bruised at all? Or, or are you... Uh, Back in a cheerier state, even though negativity is indeed your default, which we're granting you. Uh, well, I mean, I had a tough Saturday, I had a tough Sunday, and I had a pretty tough Monday. So it's been it's been a it's been a tough couple of days. But yeah, I mean, I didn't get much sleep last night, um, partly because of jet lag. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm good. I had a productive day, I guess. Um, yeah, sorting stuff out, uh, moving on, and put that sign up in. Uh, we've now got an ILOT drive. I was the first driver to do it, ready for the Indy 500. Um, yeah, it's all good, mate. All good. Well, let me ask a vaguely serious question. I loved seeing Pato O'Ward use his very large platform as IndyCar's most popular driver to say, hey, uh, let's not do this. Let's be better people. I was happy to see IndyCar, even if it was half a day, if not longer, after you were getting death threats and all kinds of crazy stuff. See IndyCar take public action. Love seeing a number of drivers uh, in whatever way say, hey, you know what, uh, this is not right, and come to your defense or the greater defense uh, against those who are just showing the worst versions of themselves. What did you think? What did you see? What came to mind knowing that we, I love you, but you're, it's not like you've been here for 10 years and everybody knows you like their brother. You're still somewhat new to the IndyCar family, but at least from what I saw, looked like a lot of folks wanted to make sure you're taken care of. Yeah. I mean, like firstly on, I don't really want to speak about the negative side of it because, uh, either I'll get myself in trouble or, um, yeah, it's just it's just not a good thing to speak about. But on the positive side, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen obviously an amazing amount of support. Uh, you know that that's that's great, and there's a lot of positivity, um, which is wonderful. Uh, I think you know sometimes it's a shame that it's obviously a big shame that you know some things like these ha- this happens, but it's also sometimes a good reminder as to like maybe to stop the direction that some things are always going in. Um, even if it does go too far, it's quite nice, I think, for everyone to to reset, even if you're not a part of it, but to reset and acknowledge and kind of move forward and try to be better as a group, as a as a you know, organization and a fan base. And maybe in some ways the I'm sure we can all do things to help and um how would you say? mitigate these kind of things um so yeah i was impressed obviously i i i actually was at the airport yesterday morning with will power super nice guy honestly i i got to chat to him for like 40 minutes um and uh obviously that was the first topic of discussion but um yeah it, it was nice on his side to to sit down and give me give me some time um and then I saw Pato actually on my connection in Chicago and we were waiting for our delayed flight. And as well, yeah, we, we were discussing that and many other things. And 
um, yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's impressive as a community. I, look, I've loved the community side of IndyCar and obviously many other things since, since I came in. I think it's great as drivers, the way we come together and organize things. Um, hopefully Jacob can experience all of this soon um, on, the, on the larger scale. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great how you know we can come together and solve these things or at least combat these things and move, move forwards to a better future. So Callum and I, Callum and I got to talk a little bit uh, on Sunday. Um, I thought you guys had good pace to start the weekend. I'm just going to go there first for a second. Yeah. Um, obviously, qualifying wasn't ideal the situation with, uh, was it curbing or something along those lines? Oh, yeah. So, so long story short, I mean, we did FP1 uh, with a certain curbing uh, in turn five, which, you know, our car was set up perfectly to take. So I was second quickest in that sector. Um, and obviously some people were going to copy my line for it for the next day. I go out and uh, first push lap, I don't use it. Second push lap, I go to go to use it and take off. Um, and that broke our front left straight away. And uh, all the development we had was hindered. Uh, and so we weren't going to get any experience at the greens for the second uh, street circuit weekend in a row before qualifying. And, um, yeah, went into qualifying. It was just, it, it was not a very drivable car, uh, which was a shame. I think we, we struggle anyway to, to get the peak performance out of any kind of tire. It's hard to get that one lap pace out of it. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, it was clear in qualifying that I couldn't do it. Um, and then, yeah, in the race, I made a small mistake. Uh, we, 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 we went for a ballsy strategy, uh, which I don't think was going to work in the end anyway, because there was still a safety car on lap 18, but, um, we went for a ballsy strategy and I just, just scraped the wall and yeah, I, I ripped, I think the rim or, or the, the, the side wall of the tire. And that was a puncher and that was day done pretty much. And then everything was a scrap back to to get back to uh the lap and the mess and all of this i mean there's there's a couple of things one the communication about the curb i mean whether <clears throat> whether they missed that uh on their track inspection or there was a miscommunication still no one's explained it to me which you know pisses me off um because it cost us over fifty thousand dollars and wasted a whole weekend um it's not really uh, it's not really on, um, and yeah, no one's apologised for it or even accepted that there was a slight issue with it. But whatever, we couldn't. That's we couldn't change anything about that. And then yeah, the race. Unfortunately, I made made that small error touching the wall. Uh, it's funny that you know with these cars, sometimes you can you can get away with a lot a lot harder hits than that, and then even the smallest things take you out. Um, but then yeah, it was just a scrap fight to stay. I, I wish they'd have let me do that wave around slightly earlier so that there was no need for any mess. Um, but they didn't, they waited even though the track was clear. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots of things that I can pick apart, but the pace was good in FP1. Uh, race pace was okay on that second stint in front of New Garden. He was obviously saving a lot of fuel, but I was, I was similar. Well, I wasn't as bad saving fuel, but I was still saving fuel. 
but that first didn't, I didn't know because uh, when I asked, I, I was told I had good tires. Uh, but actually, I had uh, at least one tire from warm up on my car, uh, which had done quite a few laps. So I was, I was in a car that was not very well, well behaved. So I, I agree on the pace front. Like when you're out in front of Joseph, I thought, wow, like, man, if this holds off, if he can just get a caution, get packed up and, and you know, if we see some fireworks late, he's got a pretty good car. Obviously, the race doesn't end that well. There's all sorts of things happening as soon as you're done with the race and all the way up until still current. But what I want to know is you may be newish still in the IndyCar paddock, but you're nowhere new in regards to how to be a professional and how to carry yourself. I think you carry a race car a lot. I think you carry a, a, an entire company of people a lot. What what do you do? What are the plans and what are the procedures for you at this point? You're looking at it. It's what, Tuesday? We're on track in 48 hours at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway going 240 miles an hour. What do you do as a leader and the driver to get back with your team, get with your people and say, look, it's been shit for five days. But we have to get rid of that. We have to pull that tear off and we have to reset ourselves because we're going into a place where m- nobody has the ability to make a mistake. Yeah, it's it, again, yeah, it's quite a tough one and a, a pretty good question. I mean, obviously, uh, excluding the large topic of discussion, um, I was in the workshop uh, from about 9.45 this morning all the way till 3.30 uh and that started with a 10 a.m meeting um obviously to firstly to cover a main topic of discussion and voice my opinion on on a couple of things but then it was to move forward as a team um unfortunately uh our our technical director at the moment is is having some personal issues uh, and is not uh not with us at the moment um He's. Uh, I, I wish him to recover well and and to, to get back to us quickly. Um, but so so we've been a bit on our own on that side, and that's made the engineering side quite difficult. Obviously, as people people who've been paying attention, our pit stops have been uh, in a certain way unacceptable. Um, it's. I, I mean, I had a twelve second first stop at uh, Long Beach I think the second one was 9 or 10 seconds uh, I think yeah 10 seconds and I, I stopped counting the rest of them Texas we averaged like nine and a half, ten 10 seconds um, yeah so no, nothing's nothing's going too well on that um, and my way of doing it was to to you know, factually sit down and and go through, look, you know, there's no point being around the bush. We've got these issues. Um, And in a certain way, some of these things are unacceptable. Um, But sitting here going like, we're in this situation. How can we combat this? How how can we make this work? What what do we need to do? Um, Who do we need to get? Uh, What And what do we need to change? And you... It's very, very hard in the short term to make those kind of changes and to to um, implement those things because, like you said, we're on track in forty eight hours. Our our testing plan for for the at least the first day of testing is is done. Um, you have to be a bit fluid for the second day, and of course, if we get one, 
Um, but on on the global scale, I'm looking for uh, I'm, my mind's ahead at Barber going. Okay, we have two weeks. All these cars have got got to get turned around. We need to fit in time for pit stop practices. Um, we need to we need to look at everything from Long Beach and understand what worked and what didn't work. Uh, we have to figure out these green tires. Um, we have to look at a couple of things on strategy. Uh, and of course, yeah, pit stops is not my area of expertise. You know, I'm driving the car, uh, so that's for for them to figure out. But the, the, you know, they've got my full support to to try and implement things to make it make it happen. I've been been through with them uh, situationally as to what why you know it won't it maybe won't change quickly, and I have to kind of be patient um, and, and work with with them on that. And yeah, it's frustrating for for some people who've obviously worked hard, and um, it's 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 not an easy thing. It's a, it's a slow process, and unfortunately, that's that's what comes with expansion is 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 risks um, along this side of not being at peak performance. Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was a real. We have to break down what we're doing wrong, find out why and and fix it again the time the people and that is what we're kind of restricted on um but everyone's on the same page i i think as well communication is a massive thing um and expanding again that's made some things i think some people are getting a little frustrated and we just need yeah we just needed to sit down and and reset and go and you know even if i was uh, a bit upset about a lot of things um my view to it was like, look, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to voice my opinion. I'm going to be upset right now. But as soon as I walk out that door, it's constructive. We're going, we're, we're going to, to improve and do the best. Um, so that, that's, that's how I kind of view it. Uh, I think most agree with me and most take it uh, professionally as we need to improve. And, you know, I've got a lot of, a lot of good people around me and it's just about, making that work but yeah going to the speedway there there can't there can't be any mistakes we don't have room you don't have room to to make an error on on the car you don't have room to uh even send the car out in in, with a slightly wrong setup it it can end in disaster and be very super costly you know we've discussed this before callum but i don't know if we've done this directly i don't know if we've done this on the show before but you have always come across to me as someone who, beyond your obvious talent as a driver, seem to be someone who likes to be a little bit more than that, not just the employee who climbs in and turns the steering wheel and stomps on the pedals and then goes away, but have a little bit more influence on team infrastructure and improving whatever areas you can and just be a little more embedded in whatever team you're with is that something you do truly enjoy or would you prefer if everything was fully sorted and all you had to do was step in a drive give some feedback and then be gone yeah i mean we had a a quick conversation about this but yeah my my view on it is is firstly to be able to do both because sometimes it's nice to just sit back and be able to approach things in a different in a racing driver view but other things is, is the situation I landed in. I mean, in 2021, the only people that continued from 2021 to 2022 was uh, Brad, Ricardo, and I. That's it. So 
we 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 completely restarted with the team um and the way i came in was was having in a certain way to to be a racing driver in sometimes a team mediator team manager on a on a certain level of course i'm not at all on a day-to-day level but sometimes i had to really you know space things out and I had to be a development driver. I, I almost had to come in as a as a as another engineer, obviously from a completely different view, uh, a more driver coachy kind of view. But analyzing myself, I mean, I have no data to compare to. I have no, I hadn't at the time, no teammate to compare to. We had no simulator to use, so we had to work harder in all the other little areas. Which means I had to expand in my mind at least, what what my job as a racing driver was. And it was what, you know, in, in Europe I was building myself up to do in Formula One, was to go in with a smaller team and really show what I could do as a driver with that team that I was in. Um, and obviously I, I didn't end up going into that environment and I found this environment. And I think in a certain way, of course, they're, they're, they could always be better, but... I'm one of the better suited to do the job that I did. And I look at it and go, in the long run, I mean, what we managed to achieve at least a few of those races as a one-car team was unbelievable. And the job we did was was incredible. So, yeah, I, I, I look back at it and, and go that, yes, you, you I, I do enjoy it. Maybe in the bigger picture, uh, the bigger picture for sure it prepares me a lot more. Um, sometimes it is very stressful and emotionally involving because you're, you're key to the growth and the development of the team. And you're, it's not like you're just one other driver that's maybe expendable or just there to do it. You're, you're, you know, I spend time with each and every person in that team, right? Every, every day that I go into that factory, I'm, I'm sitting there and chatting to everyone and getting their opinions and, you know, try, trying to improve. If anyone's got a concern, even if it's a personal thing, I'm trying to help with that. And, you know, I, I, I enjoy that part. I enjoy helping people. I enjoy building stuff. But, of course, it's, it's, yeah, it's not easy. It's, it's not, I'm, I'm 24 years old. I've never done any studies on business management or even management in that case. Uh, I studied slightly in sports psychology, physics, and maths, but that was, that was the extent of, of my studies up until 18 and uh yeah I, I just i always try and learn as much as possible and in in the environment that i'm doing but i think at some point you know it would be nice to take a little step back and just drive because you know it's a, it's an easier job to do well i mean Sorry, I'm just kind bored? of lost in your you words. You sound bored. I'm going to shut up. No, I'm not. I'm not you just woke like, him up, Callum. I didn't want Good you to Lord. stop. Like, I, I just wanted you to just keep keep going there. But um, yeah, sure. So, <laughs> so, but I mean, dude, at the end of the day, like, it's not easy, right? Everybody says, everybody looks at the statistics. There's a reason that Chip Ganassi Racing, and Penske Racing, have won like what is it, Marshall? 11 of the last 12 championships or something silly. It's a competitive um, sport. I mean, it's a competitive sport anyway, right? And you're all at the top of your game. Uh, the, the problem is that I know for me to be at the top of the game in my environment, I have to push probably more outside of the car to get more out of it, 
right? I'm already at the maximum of what I can do in the car. And I, I some, yeah, sometimes I go over the edge. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not kind of easy to do. Obviously this year I feel a bit better about all of that, but outside of the car is where I, in the environment that I am, uh, that I am in is where that difference can be made. And that's why I'm reaching out of it. But yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I'll let you continue. Anyway. No, you're good. So the, one of the last things I really wanted to ask you, and we've got a very large group of people listening right now. Large to me is when it says a hundred plus. Um, you've got, you've got the right now you've got people, you've got the platform. You don't, you can talk about whatever aspect you want, but what, advice what message do you want to send to the world of the race fan especially those are they're clearly on social media because they're in our show what message do you want to share um before you know why, why you have this platform right here to everybody uh you know i'm not i'm not the most creative person in the world um that may be creatively negative as as marshall loves to, to <laughs> elaborate to um <laughs> But no, on that side. So, if you give me a little second here, um, and this will probably be my Look, last. Oh, he, huh? You know, I was going to say these are all nice people. No, the, no, 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 no. I didn't say that. I, you, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. They're and to be fair, you can. Wheeler. Just so you know, you can be as negative as you want. You forget. I worked. That's right. With, I worked with one of the most negative human beings in the world, who I loved dearly for a decade. Look, I know you love me. Whatever I do, that's 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 fine. But um. No, so th- firstly, I think this will be my last one because I'm I'm dead. I'm going to bed soon. Um, but yeah, to, to the race fans and to the 102 people listening, um, at least on that side. Um, yeah, I, look, I firstly I appreciate kind of everyone that uh, followed me from you know my early days in Formula Three and followed me through. I appreciate the people who follow me from Europe to to America. I appreciate the new followers that uh, I've gained in America. And, you know, in a certain way, I, I want everyone to know that also, like, with within the fans and within the drivers as well, I, I really appreciate the support that we have as drivers towards each other. Um towards kind of the series and also from the fans because that, that, that stuff's loyal and it sticks. And, you know, of course, the, the, the fan base of IndyCar is not as big as Formula One, but it's a lot more, as this show is called, family-orientated. Um, and, you know, we do well to, to defend each other, to do things. And, you know, again... Um, without without certain recent things i mean this this indycar community has been been amazing and supportive and you know obviously there's there's always ups and downs and stuff but it's been something that uh i know roman has loved coming and and doing since since he joined from formula one for me it's it's allowed me to reset and um not not humble myself because that's completely the wrong the wrong way but I had to completely reset and as as a person in my personal life I had to uproot I was living in Italy and now I'm living in America I had to resettle I I've I haven't been around my family properly 
for the last for five, six, seven, maybe six or seven years. Um, and as as a young kid, you know, it's not it's not easy. I'm no longer a kid anymore. But um, and and I appreciate you know even even Connor Daly, for example, being the first ones to go, dude, just come out with us in in Indy, and it's just me, him, and a couple of the locals and Chris, for example, taking me out to dinner. Like I, you know, I appreciate that. I live here on my own. Um, I really got that when I was living in Italy. It was just kind of us drivers together ourselves. And, you know, I, I, I was the taxi driver for a lot of the younger academy members and we were always just eating together and no one kind of outside of that cared. We were just doing our own thing. Whereas here, at least, you know, people understand and go, oh, maybe, you know, that kid needs a, needs a message or that, that guy needs a call. And you, you'd be, I, I, even I was surprised about the, the certain type of people who were reaching out to me and support and stuff and go, oh, I didn't, I, you know, I respect him. I didn't expect that. Um, that, that was nice. Or, uh, you know, e- even from the fan side, just, just lovely amounts of messages across everything. So, yeah, the message I'd like to send is, look, I, I, I think in a certain way, not to say that um, it's IndyCars saved me. I think it's re, restarted me. You know, it's, it, was, it was a tough, tough time after the Formula One stuff. You know, you build up so much hope for like two years just to keep getting turned down um, for various reasons or whatever. And it's nice to find a new calling and a new life and a lot more potential. And in something where, you know, the, everyone drops that ego and the, the protective bubble and that people are genuinely friendly to you, not because of who you are, but because of the, or not because of what you're doing, but because of who you are. So, you know, I appreciate everyone. I appreciate the people close to me. I appreciate the drivers and I appreciate the fans a lot for, coming and supporting and every race, you know, uh, giving it their all to, to make us feel good. Well, we appreciate you. Glad you're here. Glad Ricardo Junkos, who rebooted his life by coming to America, saw someone in you uh, who he thought would uh, be able to thrive and do the same thing. And here you are achieving big things, even if it was not the weekend you wanted in terms of results. And the uglier side of humanity exposed itself to you. I'm still glad you can appreciate everything else that's good. Things that are real, like all the negativity. It's real for a moment, but it evaporates. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, still see all the positives that brought you here and appreciate the fact that there are many of us who are thankful you're here. So yeah. that's maybe the only nice thing you're <laughs> going to hear from me for quite some time. So uh, enjoy. No, it. mate, it's, it's all good. Like with all, with all that stuff, like as I, as I said, I've got thick skin. I mean, we're all kind of used to a little bit of stuff running about. It, it was a bit um, out of proportion. Uh, but again, like if, if, you know, people think I'm an idiot, they can call me an idiot. I don't really care. I just move, move on on that side. You know, you call me negative all the time. Uh, I just laugh at you. You know that. 
uh, and I still love you. Um, but yes, uh, on on that side, you know, it's 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 great uh, the love and stuff that I've felt. So I'm not phased by that. Um, there's a couple of things that, of course, I would uh, I would love to improve, and I think as a community, we need to improve. And like I said, for other people, it may not be as easy. Um, but yeah, I've I've got other other stuff to do as we say which is driving around at ridiculous speeds turning left something i never thought i'd do a couple of years ago and now i'm doing it and yeah i'm i I guess i i I am looking forward to it and i have to look forward to it and um yeah i appreciate you guys can i can i just say that i found it one time in practice disturbing in my head you were out in front of us and i'd let my driver know who's out front and who's out back. And I I almost called you Kaloum. Oh, no. That's an Italian <laughs> way of calling me. I almost called you Kaloum on the old radio, buddy. Banned. Banned. You'll never be my spotter now. Oh, you can only hope for something so beautiful. I, you you, you, you want to be my spotter, don't you? Just so you can... You can he does. Yeah, you do. I bet you do. Just so I can lean on you when, on the closing laps of a tire stint and push you hard that's the only you reason. can give me so much stick if you want to but you you know what you know i won't take it you also i also know you don't listen to the guy on the radio so uh, i i i well hey we should let I challenge uh, some stuff oh yeah J- jacob sorry jacob um right lads uh all the best no what? you need to get your no sleep. no no, no. <laughs> little uh princess pony here. here yeah yeah uh, we need to let him get some rest because yeah. He needs to go really very Look, very I appreciate here, you all. Um, see you at the Speedway. Uh, Chris, maybe see you tomorrow night. Um, all the best. Uh, Jacob, keep these people entertained. Um, and I'm sorry for taking up everyone's time. I love everyone. Bye, 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 bye. Hey, give some sleep so you can get your stuff done so you can see me tomorrow okay. night. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there tomorrow night too, but I guess I'm not invited. Jeez, I'll tell you. <laughs> all right. Uh, I lot. Ciao for now. Uh, we'll see you soon. Ciao, bud. Wheeler, we got uh, we got limited time here, uh, so you want to take a, a friend or two and then say farewell. Uh, I think so. I think we'll take a couple here, um, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about something that I, I I said it in the first episode of the season, right? Once the season started, and it was, what will our sophomore class do? Um, obviously, this weekend not the greatest weekend on track for Callum, but he's done a great job this season. And what else has the sophomore class done? Kyle Kirkwood goes out and gets a dub. Like, they're not disappointing us. I'm currently finishing up a story with his race engineer, Jeremy Millis, about the lad, but also about Millis, too. But I think I mentioned before on the show, uh, worked with him in what was my next to last year in IndyCar was uh, his first year in IndyCar. He was a mechanic on the crappy IndyCar team that I worked for, and it was crappy partly because I was on it. But nonetheless, um, yeah, uh, boy, that Kirkwood kid was... The thing I love most (laughs) is this is not what we thought was going to happen last year as a rookie with A.J. Foyt racing, right? Um, that team's not yet in a place where winning is something that we really expect for them, but we expected more 
it was a shocking year that Kyle did not have better finishes, better everything. And so definitely a little bit of a question mark coming out of the year, Chris. Not so much about Kyle and whether he was good or not, but just more of, did you learn much? It wasn't a great year for anybody involved with the car. So who's this kid coming out of his year one IndyCar life? And did he take a step back or any steps forward? Is 2023 going to effectively be his rookie campaign where things hopefully go better and can learn more things of value than he did uh, in 2022? And we find out that no. (laughs) 2022 might not have been the best thing ever for the reigning Indy Lights champion. Oh, but he had it all along. And all he needed was the opportunity in a car in with everything to allow him to show what he had tucked away. Uh, I don't think many of us, Chris, questioned whether Kirkwood had the potential to win an IndyCar race. I just don't know if race number three with Andretti Autosport being the first driver to win for Andretti Autosport this year as well is where preseason expectations were placed. So I'm just so happy for him. But beyond the, hey, you want to race, that's happy. More of a, well, you just recalibrated a lot of people's views of who you are and what you can be at Andretti Autosport in your first season with them. What do you think? Yeah, I, you know, I think at St. Pete, he, when he was fast, uh, it kind of set the tone. Texas, they just had an off weekend. It was weird um, uh, in comparison to his teammates, a place where he actually ran better that rookie year with Voight. Um, man, this Grosjean stuff this year has kind of bothered me, right? Like he was super, super there the first two races. Shit happens. But to see, here's, here's, here's honestly where I was thinking at during that race. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. Like, is you know can can Grosjean keep his keep his cool right? That was kind of my thought. Can Grosjean stay calm on this thing and not push too hard? And sure enough, like he did it right. Like he he did it, and he was he did it with grace. Let the new kid, and it was only his third run with these guys, go beat him and put it in victory lane. Also, what I'm what I really liked about the strategy is how it worked out. It's like they put the ball in Kyle's hands. They literally said, "Here you go, kid." You know, people are talking about how you tear stuff up and you do this and you do this. And, you know, you're not, you know, you, you got a lot to grow to, before you can be a race winner, this and this. And they just put the put the steering wheel in his hands and said, don't screw up. It's up to you now. Don't screw up. And he, and he did it. He did the job. And he did the job well. Um, side note, Kyle Kirkwood's not the only guy that got to go to victory lane at Long Beach, in case you're curious. That's what I was going to say. And that's why I sent him an invitation to speak. Why don't we close with our pal Bozy, who, hey, yes, our boy Kyle Kirkwood won on Sunday at Long Beach, and I believe right about now he should be getting a testing, Formula One testing contract uh, from our pal <laughs> Zach Brown. Um, I said that to Millis earlier, who laughed. Hey, Bozy, um, you there, you. And a hundred thieves went to victory lane as well, doing it on Saturday with your Vassar Sullivan Lexus RCF GT3, Ben Barnacote, Jack Hawksworth. Dude, 
we got a winner on the show here. It was a, it was a good time. Uh, I, w- I would just like to preface that uh, uh, little known fact, but Kyle was actually on two. His name was on two winning cars this weekend. So uh, we had an event uh, at Lexus of Temecula prior to the weekend, uh, and Kyle was there because Kyle's our endurance driver. Uh, and we we later found out that when Kyle had his sharpie, uh, he put his uh, he put his uh, autograph on one of the tear offs on the hundred thieves Lexus RCF GT3. So his name was actually on two winning cars this weekend, um, and uh, so that that was you know. And Kyle was part of our winning group at Petit Le Mans last year, so uh, they feel like we just you know kicked them off for the year to you know get get him some momentum there. And you know it was just inevitable that he would win an Indy car race this year. But I was extremely extremely excited that my schedule worked out that i was able to attend the indy car race uh which was the first one that i watched in person since like the 2019 indy 500 so it, it worked out really well i got to see kyle a little bit before he took off at the beginning of the race and see him win was uh was very very rewarding so that was that was kind of cool and then our saturday was just awesome i mean it's uh it, it was just excellent you know jack put down an incredible you know record-setting lap and qualifying put us you know in a good good track position to start the race and then it was just all about execution and uh, when he brought the car in everything clicked off on the pit stop we got the car out you know even uh, even 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 slightly faster than what uh our engineer jeff uh requested and then barney got in and he just he was just on fire and you know he had lap traffic to deal with and all this other stuff and he, he was patient and made his way through and uh we had a, we had a good night. I mean, it's been uh, it's been pretty cool, uh, you know, to get the win. We've had good consistency, you know, with the podium at Daytona, podium at Sebring. We've actually had we've we've been on the podium since Lime Rock last year. So uh, it's uh, I think seven in a row now that we've podium. So it's been some really good momentum, and you know, our whole group uh, now has been together. I think for two and a half or three years, like you know, with as far as like the crew, mechanics, engineers, everybody is. Uh, with you know additions here or there basically upgrades over the last year or two but that that consistency is like finally paying off and we've been we've been really really hyped to have a lot of firsts whether they're wins or podiums and just you know to to be able to you know work on you know getting getting our you know organization better and being in a spot where we cannot contend for a championship that was really cool and as an added bonus i got to listen to christopher wheeler on the radio on Saturday, which was just just very very rewarding for me because I've I've haven't really had the chance to compete while you know having having uh, Mr. Wheeler be you know helpful and uh, and be participating in the group, so that would just kind of rounded everything out nicely. I like the helpful note. Uh, <laughs> you know, you I think what you just said was you've heard him on the radio many times. This is the first time you heard him when he was helpful. I I, I got that little dig there, Bozy. I love it. Wow, wow. Sorry, sorry, shots fired. Let me just mention real quick that our guy, Kyle Kirkwood, was hoping to join in, but had a family celebratory dinner planned. He texted Wheeler and I to say apologies. Going to not be able to make it this week, but he will join us next Monday. Uh, So we'll just talk about his win a little bit later than expected. We should also say hello to his number one fan, Nick Giffen, who is... uh, in the racing family show here who uh what was it nick you put down a twelve hundred dollar bet i think at caesars for him to win and uh took home something like 26 grand or whatever so uh i think uh the next round of of wheeler 
and Kirkwood Golf. Uh, I think that might be uh, might be on Nick there, but nonetheless, glad to have uh, extended Kirkwood family, if we want to put it that way, here in the good old hashtag racing family show. Mr. Wheeler, I have to write many more stories and then, I don't know, try and be a husband and enjoy being with my amazing wife for the very limited time that I'm home. So could you do me and us? And hey, Kyle Sagan, by the way, hello, Backbeard. Who else? Shannon, we're happy to have you here. Justin uh, as well, and just all kinds of folks that we uh, we love. Ryan Caminiti and everybody here, thanks for uh, joining in on this episode. Mr. Wheeler, would you, uh, would you do a little bit of evangelizing and take us home? I got you, Brother Marshall. I got you. Well, folks, as we look back at our time together, of course, we got to start off by saying thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, sharing, and supporting. Without you, we're not here. Of course, thank you to our great partners. Who are they? Well, they're TorontoMotorsports.com. Cooper Tire. Let's see. Who else, Marshall? Oh, yeah. Justice Brothers. Oh, wait. Marshall, is there another one? Because I'm still super psyched about it. Two weeks in a row? That's right. Discount Tire. Bang. All right. Sponsors out of the way. Let's get to the real stuff. The words Calamilot used were, were very meaningful. But more importantly, as I think back, I think back about the message. He just had an opportunity to share a message in a public space within his community, within his family. And he didn't choose to be negative. He didn't choose to go after and attack the people that have made his life a living hell for the last two and a half days. Instead, he shared the message of positivity from the people. And that's what you got to think about. When something you don't like happens, we talked about it last week, something you don't like happens, so what? I'm not saying your opinion doesn't matter all the time, but honestly, if you're going to be an asshole, it doesn't. And maybe think before you share it, because there's always going to be more assholes out there than good people. Um, Just don't be one of them. So... Of course, as we noted last week, spring has sprung, and in some parts of the nation, we've got straight to, or the world, we've got straight to summer. Um, it's a time to get out and enjoy the outdoors. Plant your garden, cut your grass, go for a hike, go take the dogs for a run. But also reach out to those people that are important in your life. Reach out to the ones you care about, maybe the ones you haven't talked to for three, six, nine months, and just check on them. Because that message, that phone call, that voicemail can change their day, their week their month, and their life. So, other than that, it gets really simple. Life's not hard. Just don't be a dick. That's all we ask. Tonight, we had great people on here. Jacob Abel, Callum Milot, our good old buddy, Bozy, and from my esteemed co-host, Marshall Pruitt. I'm Chris Wheeler. We want to thank you for joining the hashtag, ho-ho, just the racing family show, church myself, and we will see you down the road. Beep, 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 beep.